0: Hi again, welcome back to China Manufacturing Decoded from SoFeast. It's Adrian here, and this time joined by our Head of New Product Development, Andrew, once again. Andrew, welcome back.
1: Hey, Adrian, good to be here. Hi to our listeners as well.
0: Yeah, hello to everybody listening. And by the way, and I normally don't say this at the start of a podcast, but if you do enjoy the podcast, please Give us a five-star rating in wherever you're listening to the podcast, of course, because we love a good review and that helps to spread the word and get us even more lovely listeners. So, Andrew, today we're going to be diving into a really important topic and I'm looking forward to picking your brain on how to actually run a pilot run.
1: Yeah, thanks, Adrian. Uh, I think that in the industry... There aren't really enough attention paid for a pilot run and how much money it can save and how much headaches it can prevent. A pilot run, really, what it is, is test before mass production. So you're trying to test the production in a very low volume way. Uh, and, and you're really trying to understand what are the kind of issues you could be facing that needs to be fixed. And by the way, usually you do that outside the schedule of the actual mass production. So you have plenty of time to debug the issues, uh, fix the problems, tune the equipment, for example, calibrate the machines. So there's a lot of things need to be done that if you don't do pilot run, my God, I, 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 you know, it's really hard to tell what kind of issues you run into, the production. You, you could be pretty much um, having a production shutdown daily if you don't do the pilot run.
0: That sounds expensive.
1: Yeah, it does. And, and honestly, one of the things that uh, I always emphasize that uh, you know, a lot of people don't know why pilot run is so important. Let's just say that you have to do this before uh, the mass production, as I mentioned, to prevent any kind of massive issues that are hidden and no one knows about it. And then Mm -hmm. uh, it could come out in, in the, in the pilot run before mass production. So, A few things that I have discovered, at least in my years of experience in electronics uh, manufacturing, one of them is Mm. you you definitely could do some uh, planning ahead of time. And, you know, this pilot run will allow you to figure out, okay, what parts do we need? How many people we need? What kind of equipment we need? How much space do we need for manufacturing? I mean, it's amazing once you start doing the pilot run and you get into nitty gritty of just the planning alone, you'd be surprised what kind of discoveries are made, you know, and you realize, oh, my God, we are missing one big equipment. Okay, we can't do mass production for another six months. (laughs) So, I mean, all kinds of things can happen. And then, of course, training you know you need to train your people you need to understand that you need to make sure that your production people your assembly people your quality control people people who are in the receiving end of the material for mass production people on the mm-hmm. other side when they have actually finished goods you know and and how do you actually store these how do you move the goods around what kind of equipment you need to moving around while you are manufacturing uh, and, and on the actual production line, uh, how do you assess what is good and acceptable, what is bad, testing procedures, softwares, uh, automation, jigs that you need? There is there's just so much things that needs to be done and you need people to be trained to do all this. Uh, if there is mm-hmm. a jig, someone needs to know how to run it. If there is um, some kind of production assembly, then then there needs to be guides and work, uh, work instructions. If someone needs to be testing, then the, he needs to know how to run that test equipment and the procedure for uh, testing that particular product. So honestly... Uh, it could go on and on from one area to the other. And, and the next yeah. thing is, for example, software and hardware readiness. So let's mm-hmm. say a design team on the hardware side are ready. You know, the, pr- the design has been locked in. The hardware is good to go. They're not making any more changes to hardware. Usually mm-hmm. the software is always lagging. So there's always, depending on the product, anywhere from two weeks to, uh, a month or two of lagging could happen for software and in that case what are the hardware guys going to do a lot of mm-hmm. times you move those hardware guys to the pilot run for example there will be an almost exact manufacturing line except they call it pilot that means this is not part of the mass mass production and those hardware guys actually start helping Uh, assembly team, production team to put together the actual production line for pilot run and Mm -hmm. while the software is being completed and once the software and hardware are completed need to actually do one quick test uh, internally before running the pilot run then of course manufacturing equipment a lot of people forget how many equipment are in manufacturing there are mm-hmm. tons of equipment and people get very busy in production line and and they forget to calibrate some of these machines and all you need is uh, one of those machines go berserk and not work properly then you have you know lots of failures at the end of the line so every mm-hmm. single equipment need to be tuned up, met, calibrated per standards. And then um, people need to be trained on the manufacturing line to make sure that those equipment are uh, running exactly how are they are supposed to be. For example, solder temperature needs to be monitored and set. Some of the automatic pick and place machine need to be programmed. Uh, the correct uh, components need to be placed in the machine. So. Equipment readiness is crucial for manufacturing. Well, how about the process readiness? I mean, uh, the process itself is very critical. In order to know what and how you're going to manufacture the product, you need to have a very clear and concise uh, manufacturing process. Uh, You need to know which process is going to be the most efficient and, and, and yield the highest at the end of the day. Uh, mm. you, you don't want to do, for example, production on one of the PCBs on this building and then another PCB needs to be, you know, produced a mile away from in another building and then somehow these two need to meet and go into the box. This is not efficient. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm exaggerating, of course. You know, I think a lot of people have common sense, and that wouldn't wouldn't happen. But I'm just, you know, using that as an example of exaggerated example. How sometimes um, not efficient processes are in place that really, uh, how do you say, uh, impacts the yields at the end of the day. And all, that you need, all you need to do is look at the whole thing on paper and figure out, okay, uh, what can we do to improve the process so that we can be a lot more efficient and more productive and maybe le- need less people to work, uh, maybe automate some of the process, maybe not stop the process, keep it continuous. There are just all kinds of Process improvements in production that need to be taken into account that can really, really impact the efficiency of the process.
0: So, a bit of uh, process engineering included in this, then.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. I think it's uh, manufacturing process engineers are famous for doing this type of job. It is mm-hmm. one of the most critical roles in production and, you know, process engineering and and manufacturing engineers really uh, focus uh, mainly on the process and then mainly on uh, production, equipment, readiness, and then of course, uh, issues that comes from that. You know, there's another thing that I have seen is uh, or Mm. what what come out of, of Pilot Run, which is extremely beneficial is finding the issues. I mean, if you don't run the pilot run, how do you know what issues are you going to face? Are you going to just go ahead and put, let's say, 10,000 PCBs uh, and then push the button, and at the end of the day, you have 10,000 PCBs, all no good? Are you going Mm. to do that? That is just insane. Nobody should do that. So... The pilot run allows you with a small uh, run, maybe even less than 100 units, you know, you'll end up finding all kinds of issues. You find the issues with the pick and place machine, the pasting, the stencil issues. You'll find components missing or components are not fitting. You'll find uh, soldering issues. You know, the solder machine is not actually soldering where it's supposed to or the temperature is not right. Uh, or mm-hmm. uh, right at the time you were, you're trying to run the pro- process, somebody says, oh, wait a minute, we forgot to put the test testing equipment right where it's supposed to be testing. So <laughs> a lot of things could happen, and, and you're not going to find out unless you run pilot. Yep. And of course, how do you control? How do you control your uh, production? You're not going to know that, unless you run pilot run and then you say, well, you know what? I think it's a good area right here. We need to put an inspection point. It's, mm. I think it's a good area. We need to put work instruction right here. Mm. I think it's a good, good idea to put test point right here to make sure that uh, the product is actually working before we assemble more into that product. Because you have some products that are extremely complicated. And it's almost like a jigsaw puzzle. You know, you I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what it's called. I think it's called the Russian doll. You know, you put one and you put another one on, inside and on, on, on outside. And then you got these whole bunch of uh, little dolls, you know, inside another doll and so on. You, you, you're familiar yeah. with that, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that there are some designs and because they're trying to save space in the design, they could have that kind of issue where you need mm-hmm. to start assembling from inside out. And so as you are doing, you must control the process. You must test constantly mm-hmm. to make sure that the one module that you just assembled is actually working fine before you add another module or put that module inside a bigger module and so on. And so um, process control is crucial. And how do you do that? There are a lot of tools, one of which I think almost every one of our listeners can relate to. It's called control plan. It's without the control plan, you cannot follow what's going on in the production. Uh, Of course, SPC, statistical process control, for tracking Mm -hmm. uh, each process, whether they're in control, out of control, um, control charts that tell you uh, if processes are in control or out of control and what to do. And you could even time uh, these processes. You could chart them daily, weekly, monthly. Um, And then tracking the yields, you know, in most – well done uh, production runs. There are actual yields monitoring daily, hourly. You know they they track uh, first pass yield, second pass yield. Um, you know it, it all of this is just extremely important. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the really? day, you also need uh, Adrian automation yeah. and jigs need to be planned because mm-hmm. most often what happens is that. You have a production run and people are assembling these parts. Well, sometimes people are in good mood. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're sleepy. Sometimes they're sick. Sometimes they're tired. And so what happens is that they produce variation on their work. One day they're in good mood. They're pressing it hard. Another day, they're not. They kind of like put it in and they didn't press it all the way in. And and so all of these creates variations that can impact the performance and outcome of how, you know, basically the yields on that production run. So to alleviate that problem, you create jigs sometimes which basically are low cost way of autom- automating things. You know, if, if you have to press something, well, don't use the human press, the fingers, because someone is weak, someone is strong and, you know, someone doesn't push enough and the other person yeah. every time pushes, breaks, <laughs> breaks the component. So you use a jig where the operator puts the component in there and The only way that that task is over is when the green light comes on, says, okay, good. And if the red light comes on, that means he or she didn't do it right and need to do it again. And so jigs are crucial in manufacturing assembly line. And then of course, automation is unbelievably important. And you've got, for example, a, a product that has RF. I mean, how are you going to test it manually? It, it would be almost impossible. So mm-hmm. you have these automated RF test machines that you put the equipment uh, or the product exact point, they call it sweet spot, in the RF test uh, box and close it, push the button. And now you've got a testing that is totally standardized and it, it's it's doing very fast Evaluation of whether that product is meeting the RF specifications or not. So Mm. in my opinion, these steps that we just talked about are just tip of the iceberg on items that could result in benefits of doing pilot run.
0: Yeah, it's pretty compelling stuff. And I mean, you've mentioned things like statistical process control, and oh, that's a whole topic in itself, isn't it? So exactly. we've we've written about this. I mean, Renault definitely on on his blog qualityinspection.org, for example. Uh so I'll dig out some good content about these different points that you've mentioned. And I mean, as you're mentioning, you could probably add more to it and the benefits of covering those with a pilot run. So now that we know, you know, why to do a pilot run, you do also have some steps that you can share that you're suggesting that everybody that's listening, if you're if you're thinking, okay, I'm going to start doing my pilot run and I want to follow, you know, a good process. So there's a number of steps that you would suggest to follow and plan for before you start the pilot run. Yeah,
1: that's correct. Uh, in my opinion, based on my experience, I think these five steps are pretty much universal. It's a must. It could be, there could be more steps that you could get add in there. Mm. These are basically the minimum. At the minimum, you must take into account all of these five steps from planning point of view. For example, before you're on the pilot run, you need to think about, well, what is the scope of this pilot? You know, why am I doing this pilot? What is mm. the what is it that I am trying to run a pilot? Is it a component? Is it a PCB board? Am I trying to do this to qualify a supplier? Am I trying to do this scope or this is because I want to test the software? Or am I doing this because I want to test the manufacturing brand new test machine that we just bought or pick and place machine we just bought? I mean, there could mm. be, Millions of reasons why the scope could be changing all the time. And it's really important to know what is the scope, what's the intention of doing this this test. And then number two would be, what what are the main objectives? What is it that you want to gain from this test? And, you know, if it is component test, right, you want to know, a few things right you want to know the quality of the component you want to know mm-hmm. the co- component can handle the temperature of the solder, pay, solder and you want to know if the uh, pick and place machines can place this component properly you want to know if the tape and reel are working okay with our machines as opposed to maybe fuji machine or some other machine um, so there's so much, and that's just one example of a component. Imagine we're talking about PCBs and uh, other uh, areas of the design and manufacturing. So it gets really complicated. So you need to understand what is the whole objective and what, do I, what, I, what is it that I want to gain from this. Then number three would be who's going to do it? Who's involved? Who, who is in my team? Who's the pilot run team? Who's going to do what? What? in this process. And that is extremely critical because um, if you don't plan this right, and, and I mean like seriously, if you don't plan this right and you put someone in charge who it doesn't know either the product or is not aware of manufacturing or doesn't know mm-hmm. the design, or for example, you're testing a component and he doesn't even understand the component or he's not a component engineer, you're going to look into, you know, having all kinds of problems. So it's important you have the right number of people and also you have, so, you, so it's very important to have the right number of people and you need to have uh, the right uh, competency of the people. Um, and, and so, and these people all need to be trained well and they need to be aware of the process, what needs to be done.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who, who would you suggest should be in a pilot run team roughly?
1: Excellent question. I think that for sure you need to have a director or someone who really high level manager or engineer or a project manager really understands the whole process from, you know, end to end, you know, beginning to the end. And this is crucial because you need someone to lead the team. What needs to be done? You know, if, if <laughs> it's just like you're trying to start a party, you need someone to coordinate the party, right? You need someone mm. to say, hey, who's going to buy the beer? Who's going to buy the cake? Who's going to buy the pizza? It, it is is really important that he knows that we need pizza, we need music, we mm. need uh, cake. And if, if That's you. That's my kind of party. Well, yeah, I mean, in a way <laughs> it is, actually, to be honest. It, it is so much. Uh, rewarding when everything goes well and you push Mm. the button and 10,000, 50,000 units come out with almost, you know, no issues, but it's almost impossible the first run. (laughs) But uh, I I think it, you know, do you definitely need to have a high level uh, engineer or manager type? uh, And then you also need a lot of people with very good experience, at least medium to high experience, on uh, the product and manufacturing side of things.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so there's a, there's a couple more points to go. Right, there's uh, that was number yep. three. So who's involved in the pilot run?
1: Right. So one other item that I think that uh, is very important is: do you have a plan? I mean this this is one of the key elements of doing anything, right? I mean, if I want to go you know, traveling, I want to know where I'm going to start my travel, where I'm going to end, and what I'm going to do in between. And that's exactly the same here. We definitely need to have a plan. And that plan would entail schedules, people, machines, parts, availability of, uh, you know, several suppliers in case you, want, you run out of su- one part, who are you going to go to quickly uh, purchase, you know, parts at, at that time. So the, this planning is mm-hmm. crucial. And then the last point that I think is very important in this uh, pilot run planning process is the whole point of doing this is to get results, right? Uh, to do this pilot successfully. But how do you know you did it successfully. You need to do a thorough evaluation of the whole process. You need to understand at every step of the process, what kind of issues you ran into, how were they resolved? All of those need to be documented. I can't overemphasize enough the power of documentation, lessons learned analysis, corrective action plans, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of documentation. The whole process needs to be um, stored somewhere so people can go back and and use it backwards for the next pilot run so that each mm-hmm. time someone is running a pilot run, is actually becoming a lot easier and it's already pre-planned. Objectives are clear. Scopes are clear. You know mm. how you're going to run, how many people, the same people or not. So um, once you have documented and, and have a process that is streamlined, I think you're going to get uh, much better results.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. And uh, a question springs to mind here. And I know that you can't give an exact dollar figure because pilot runs, as you've mentioned, will vary hugely depending on the goals and the sort of product being manufactured and a number of other factors. But I mean, in terms of costs, I I guess you would agree that the cost of doing a pilot run is absolutely worthwhile as opposed to risking not doing it.
1: Absolutely. I think that if you didn't do pilot run it's hard to tell depending on the type of the product you're running but i yes. can assure you that for sure you're going to run into schedule overrun and the funding overrun because of the fact that you're gonna run you're going to run into so many issues that at at the least you will have to pay for a lot of people that are working double time overtime, and trying to fix the issues and then other issues that come up as a result. So, uh, mm-hmm. and then of course, you know, if you unintentionally shift some of those un- units to customers, oh my God, then now you're looking at, uh, much bigger issues. You know, you're looking at customer dissatisfaction, brand mm-hmm. being tarnished, uh, possibly if there are, reliability issues you're going to have Mm. you remember the samsung issue that we talked about before you could have problems serious problems from the uh reliability or the use of the product that wasn't done right and then you end up having massive returns that could actually turn the company upside down and you could instead of making profit you could go out of business
0: Mm. Mm. yeah yeah, it's a, it's it's a serious thing, and the, the reason I mention this is because, and you all have experienced this, no doubt, in Asia and I guess in China specifically, but also other Asian countries, it must have happened. There can be a bit of a tendency for some suppliers to sort of rush into mass production, and they might not necessarily be that keen on doing a pilot run.
1: I totally agree, and this happens over and over with. New, uh, let's say, entrepreneurs who are not aware of the whole process of, you know, manufacturing and, and design and development, and they basically listen to these companies that are, you know, smart small manufacturing companies that, um, unlike ours, uh, they they basically say, hey, yeah, what do you want to build? Yeah, sure, we can do it. And here it is, you know, take this much mm-hmm. time and this much money. They don't do any kind of a quality check, reliability testing, uh, no pilot run for sure. And then basically they say, okay, here's, you want a PCB, here it is. You want it to Mm -hmm. to be put in the box, here it is. We can do it. The way we do things in Agilian and Sophies is that we actually do it exactly how big box companies do. We definitely try and strive to run the same type of, design and development first and then manufacturing and pilot run. We do the whole gamut exactly how uh, other big companies do. And, uh, you know, in conclusion, I want to say is that uh, successful pilot run means that the mass production is going to run smooth. There will be less and less chance of, you know, major issues and risks. And I think that generally speaking, the risks will be known and or manageable. And then, of course, hopefully, uh, you'll have better yields, higher yields, you know, especially first pass yield is very critical. And without the pilot run, on on, on the other hand, you're running the risk of not knowing what issues you're going to run into, not knowing what kind of cost impact, customer impact, branding spec impact it would have. And generally speaking, it could be a big mistake, actually. And you also mentioned uh, something that I think uh, you asked me about, the cost. And I Mm. kind of mentioned the cost on the reverse side. But the cost of doing a pilot run, a lot of times, is actually very affordable, not a whole lot. For Mm. example, if you have already, let's say created a production line for a similar previous product, then the next pilot run would mean that you just evaluate what you've done before and maybe add another machine, some more assembly line jigs and and automation and or operators. So it could be very quick. And all of that, honestly, wouldn't cost a lot in terms Mm. of dollar amount um on the other hand if you don't do that um the 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 harm that it could th- do for the whole production and the yields could be tenfold
0: yeah yeah well if anybody listening is manufacturing <laughs> here in 2023 and you're unsure about pilot runs i think you must be thinking well that's it got to got to absolutely lock down doing a really thorough pilot run now so thanks andrew for uh, bringing our attention to that topic really important one and i've enjoyed it i think the takeaway is good uh, we all know now some of the key points that we need to focus on when planning for a pilot run and of course why to do it so it, it's a good one andrew thanks yeah thanks very much adrian and until next time thanks again for listening to this podcast brought to you by the sophie's group we're on a mission to provide you with everything you need to manufacture effectively in Asia, including inspections, auditing, new product development support, contract manufacturing, 3PL warehousing and fulfillment, and much, much more across Asia's key manufacturing areas. Visit us at that's sofeast.com. that's S-O-F-E-A-S-T dot to learn more and get help. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, please do rate, review, and share, because it will really help others discover us too.